service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 50. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Soul Tree Satara. Satara, I appreciate you coming to the podcast. That was a good time. If you have not yet, make sure you check out last week's episode. Give Satara a follow. She is on Twitter at Sultry Satara. I have a link to both her Twitter and website in the Libsyn page from last week, so make sure you go to the Libsyn page. Show her some love. While you were there, we are also on Twitter. We are on Instagram at Full Service Pod. My personal Instagram and Twitter at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, hit that follow button. You'll be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. If you could give us a five-star rating, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be beautiful. That'd help us out so much. We're trying to get visibility for the podcast, reviews, ratings, they really help. So if you could do that, fucking I love you forever. I've been mentioning it the past few weeks. We now have merch for the podcast. We have stickers. We have magnets. Go to our Instagram. Check out what we have. DM us on Twitter. DM us on Instagram. Send us an email, fullservicepod at gmail.com, and I will send you whatever you want. Today, episode 50. Thank you so much for being here. This is crazy. i got to give a shout out, first off, to all the guests I've had on the podcast. There's literally no way... That this podcast would be possible without each and every single guest. So if you've been a guest on the podcast from the fucking bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you've been rocking with us since the days before we launched, the SoundCloud days, or if you just like, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I truly appreciate it. Come back. We'll be here every single Tuesday. It's fucking, thank you. I was looking at the stats and we're around like 17,300 downloads and uh, we've been downloaded in every state except for Montana. So if you know somebody in Montana, hit them up. Let them know. Full service podcast. We cannot take over the country without the people from the great state of Montana. It's just not going to happen. And uh, <laughs> we need them. So if you know somebody, let, let them know what's up. And uh, <laughs> we've been played in every single continent as well, except for Antarctica. So same thing goes. If you know anybody... In the great continent of Antarctica, we uh, we need them. Also, uh, this podcast, we're not going to be able to take over the world without the help of the penguins. Also, are the penguins in Antarctica? I don't really don't know, but we need the penguins. Those are that's very important. Uh, <laughs> today, episode fifty. I mentioned last week at the end of the episode that today was going to be a solo episode. I was going to get real sentimental and do a look back at the podcast, but no, we got a guest today. What am I doing? Why am I lying? I'm excited to bring back friend of the podcast. One of the first people I actually interviewed for the podcast. One of the first people I interviewed in Georgia, Alexis Reynolds is a guest on the podcast today. I'm so excited. We, uh, we catch up since the last time we interviewed, which is almost actually a year ago. We recorded on, I think like September 4th. So it was like around like 15 days uh, shy of a year that we, uh, recorded. So, uh, we catch up. We talk about what she's been up to since the interview, going to Europe, how she's dealt with COVID, how her business has been affected in this fucking crazy world we're living in online sex work. And then she's joined by her boyfriend and we discuss sex work and relationships. It's so good. I'm so excited for y'all to hear this. It's just like love. You just like hearing love is a beautiful thing. It's, <laughs> I got no witnesses. It's a great thing. 
so I'm excited for y'all to hear this. You can follow Alexis on Twitter. If you're not, what are you fucking doing? You should already be following her from the first time I interviewed her. She is on Twitter at your GF Alexis R. I'll have a link to her Twitter, her website, her OnlyFans, and the Lipson page from this week. So make sure you check it out. Give her a follow. I'm going to stop talking. I'm excited for this episode today. I hope you are as well. Episode 50, fucking thanks for being here. This is great. (laughs) I'll see you all on the other side. Peace. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. Oh, boy. I'm excited about today's episode. Episode 50. Fuck, this is great. My guest, friend of the podcast. We interviewed like a year ago. Alexis Reynolds. Alexis, thanks for coming back on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I didn't know you liked me that much. I, I like your. This is great. Hell yeah, yeah. this is great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You were one of the first people I interviewed uh, in Georgia. So. Uh. I feel special to be on like the big round number, the fifty well, edition. This is great. This is great. <laughs> this there's is not, awesome. There's not many people that have uh, made the cut to be in multiple episodes. Oh yeah, is... I feel special. Fuck Congratulations yeah. too. Fifty episodes, man. That's this is incredible. I didn't know when, like, when I mean, I think when we interviewed the first time, like the mm-hmm. the, the podcast hadn't even come out yet, so it was like I don't even know like. What you it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I had. You were new to Georgia, too. You had just moved. Yeah, yeah, so it'd been like a month, maybe. You were just still finding your bearings. So, yeah, you're really well grounded now. Now I'm a Georgian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, like, have like at least like 17,000 downloads Hell on yeah. the podcast. So I'm like, it's kick ass, man. It's fucking crazy. So I pretty, it's I a appreciate... popular topic. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a great. <laughs> it's a great. I don't know. Oh, I sorry. love the episodes. All of them. <laughs> I might be biased, but I mean they're all good. I trust your opinion, listeners. It's good stuff. It's stuff that we want to hear about. So, goddamn right. You deserve all the success here. Thank you. We're uh, we're in Atlanta once again. How uh, how long you how long you town for? Ah, uh, just a few days. I'm gonna stay through the weekend. Maybe go to the drive-in. Sweet. Do anything. Oh, the drive-in theater. Yeah, Starlight. Oh it's, uh, shit! It's a good place to social distance. Somebody was telling me about that the other day. Oh uh, yeah, they're playing some good movies too, like Get Out and stuff. Oh, like they're replaying some. Oh so shit! So you can do that, and then like next month they're gonna have like Metallica or something coming at the end of the month. Like really? A, um, live show. Uh, like their concert footage and oh, okay. stuff. They've been doing that. Uh, it was some other like country concert last time I was up here, so I didn't go to that. But they're just having like big screen concerts. I feel like I'm afraid to go to dri- a drive-in theater because of Twister. <laughs> oh God! Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there was also the cow flying through the Twister too, and I think about that more than I should. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> that movie really fucked. Like, if I'm being honest, yeah, Twister. Yeah, me too. Twister really. Fu- I'd go to therapy after that shit. <laughs> I'm still deathly afraid of tornadoes. It's one of my biggest fears. God. Especially night tornadoes. Not cool. Do you remember the book Night of the Twisters? Yeah. That yeah. really messed me up too. God, there were so many twisters in one night. Twisters oh. and quicksand we just expected was going to be part of our adult life now. I, like. I, I feel like I would have encountered quicksand in 30 years, but never. I only have once. Really? And it was a riverbed that gets really wet. And so after it starts to dry out, there's spots where if you step in it, you'll sink. And really? there are signs everywhere that says, like, quicksand, danger. And I was like, really? I thought this was just in, like, Goosebumps or the Mummy yeah. or some shit. Like, what? <laughs> apparently Indiana it's, Jones? Apparently it's real. <laughs> and it will get you. <laughs> That'd be the worst, being stuck mm-hmm. in quicksand. Not... I wouldn't. I don't know if I would know what to do, especially if I was out too far and couldn't reach anything. I'd start, yeah, I'd start freaking out, and then that's how you sink, <laughs> that's sink, how you sink more. That's <laughs> If they taught us anything, 
Just don't move. <laughs> You'll be okay. Don't do anything. Wait till wait till it dries. It's almost like a, a vacuum seal sort of situation. Yeah. Like if you, you can get your shoe or something lost in it. But it just, if you don't move, that pocket will just eventually let air out and you'll just be standing in sand. Yeah. I'm glad. That's why I actually had you on. I was like, you're going to want to get Alexis on the podcast so we can talk about quicksand. (laughs) So we can find out what happens if we get stuck in I'm not the one you want. I'm the one you deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. In Atlanta. Have you ever been to the Botanical Garden? I always wanted to ask. Not yet. Uh, I do want to see the Alice in Wonderland thing over there. I went on a mandate with my buddy. Sweet. Like last week. It was, it was a great exhibit. Hell yeah. It's on my bucket list of things to do around here. They have an edible garden, but you can't oh, eat yeah. shit in it. It doesn't make sense. Oh, man. They're like, hey, it's this... It's shaped like lollipops or something. It's like... Well, it's just like fruit and shit. And you can like... <laughs> they tell you, they're yeah, like, hey, wash that. your hands before you go in the edible garden. So you're like, oh shit, maybe I wash my hands... Because I might get to pick this shit, eat some stuff. That makes and then sense you, to me. You get out Snacks. there and they're like, don't eat this. And you're like, why did I wash my hands for this? Rude. It's ridiculous. False advertising. <laughs> but I will say, it was. it's a nice place. If it's you wanna... <laughs> pretty, but you can't eat the things. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Fuck. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been like a year since we last recorded. A lot of shit's happened. Oh, man, it has. Not just in the world, but like our lives too, probably. Yeah. Just... I feel like the most... This has been the most eventful year I think I've ever had. Yeah. I think the most important question I wanted to ask you coming on the podcast, how do you feel about WAP? I fucking love it. You you love it? Why wouldn't I? It's so good. (laughs) It made me wonder, like, who the hell hasn't had any wet-ass pussy? Yeah. Because it's a great thing. what's wrong with y'all? And then they're saying, oh, they're outraged and shit. It's like, well, we can clearly see who's telling on themselves. Like they're not putting in the work. <laughs> what ass pussy is never a bad thing. I mean, what is like what's dry pussy like? I don't know. Does anybody know? Like I think that would be awful. <laughs> no thanks. It just reminds me of like a long day in the desert, like the shit curls up. It's oh, like <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That pussy some water. No, please. I want a wet ass pussy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> God. <laughs> Cardi did it right this time. Uh, yeah. This is what we needed. It was a this, win. This is what we needed this fucking time of quarantine. She had to team up with Meg, though, to get that win. I feel like Meg, Meg might have had better verses. Oh, yeah. If I'm being honest. I love, like, seeing all that come together, too. There was a little bit of behind the scenes. Yeah. And they were getting into it, though. But Meg was ready. She was ready to just. Drop it. She killed that shit. I loved it. And then yeah. she recently said that she, Tory Lane shot her or whatever. Yeah, she came out with that. And I was like, that's not really any surprise, you know, yeah. but like she had a lot of fucking dignity and like respect for like not just her passengers, but for him too. Like given the current climate, like what could have happened if she had ran and screamed for the police or something? Like, yeah. she was put in a really hard situation. Now people are like, oh, she's a snitch and stuff. And it's like, he pushed her to that. Like, yeah. Not leaving her alone and saying she's lying and stuff. It's like, nah. Fuck that. If she was, she would have already done some fuck shit yeah. from the get-go. It took this long for her to say something like She this. has way more respect. And, I mean, I have to give it to her. She's tough as hell to get shot and then be like, nah, it ain't a big deal. Yeah. And then just go to the <laughs> hospital and be quiet the whole time. Like, I mean, even in a panic and adrenaline, some shit. stuff will come out. Yeah, she's definitely more gangster than he is. For sure. God she damn. showed us. Like, <laughs> he ain't shit. Yeah. I think when we last talked, you were about to go to, like, Europe, France? Yeah, I was going to the south of France. How was that? It was pretty good. 
toilets are effing disgusting there. Really? But <laughs> all the public options, anyway. Okay. Yeah, it was it was like the return of the mummy. Every time I'd open the door, it was like a big whirling like poo storm going on like like a whoosh out where you like you saw some shit you're not supposed to france, france, <laughs> real <right>. bad <laughs> uh, from the time i got on the train in paris to the time i left i kept encountering these situations <laughs> i was like i'm never gonna come back the same <laughs> do they have bidet over there um Jesus. only in some places i think more like private residences i was just saying how's a bidet you ever use one i uh, didn't see one in the place that i rented uh but it was right on the beach so i guess i could have just Hung over the balcony a little. <laughs> no one would have liked that. <laughs> I feel like you could just get a hose or something and figure out what um, One stuff. of my friends had one in her apartment. Okay. So it was definitely like if you want one, you have a better chance of getting one there. Yeah. And almost everybody's house that I went to, they had it. But They're living in the future over there. Yeah. America. And it's got that we... warm water or that cold water option. So we're using so, like all these people were so upset during this fucking pandemic over toilet paper. I know. If you just it's had like a if bidet, we had the bidet the whole time, this wouldn't be a problem. Just spray that ass. Just get the fu- shower. Like if you're that desperate and you're out of everything, I feel like a bidet is like almost the electric car of like <laughs> cleaning your ass. You know, because it's like you buy For the electric sure. car, you don't have to spend all this you money just on have gas it on and deck shit the whole time. Yeah, you never have to wonder what a napkin feels like again. Or yeah. like go and try to like, oh, we're out of toilet paper and I'm stuck. No. Like, that never happens. Squeeze the handle. Yeah, it's there all the time. I don't know if I'd get used to that or not, but I didn't have this problem with the toilet paper because I've been collecting Starbucks and McDonald's napkins my whole Hell life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I was like, y'all are fucked. I'm fine. <laughs> I love my, like, I went to my parents the other day and my mom was like, hey, do you, like, do you want some of this plastic silverware? I was like, yeah, sure. She gave me. Comes in handy sometimes. She gave me at least three hundred things of like plastic silverware that she'd collected from restaurants I over mean, the years. I was like, "This is fucking clutch." There's probably a napkin inside too, though. Oh like, no, it's yeah, it's extra important to yeah. keep that and the salt or the pepper. You never know. You know, I mean, you might have like this thing needs some salt. I mean, oh, nowadays fuck, I, have this. I don't trust anything. I have a bunch of backup shit like that. You gotta have sauce. You're gonna like, get up the road or... somewhere and all the rest stops are closed because of COVID nineteen, and you can't. <laughs> Like, what are you gonna do? Just eat some honey mustard. You're like, fuck the trunk. That's why I carry this. <laughs> I carry my own hot sauce everywhere. Like that is a fact. You really got to be prepared. And Red Bull. Got one pre- in my backpack right now. <laughs> you got to be ready. Well, a lot of places I've been to either don't have it, or they're like, oh, we don't serve Red Bull anymore. So it's either one or the other. It's like there's no hot sauce or there's no Red Bull. It's like, am I in hell? Jesus. Where am I? <laughs> Definitely not heaven. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to get a little holster for my hot sauce, put it on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> that was like Undercover Brother. Did you ever see yes. Undercover? <laughs> He's like, gotta like put like emergency hot sauce with the mayonnaise and shit. Dude, you never know. <laughs> God damn. I don't want to live in a world without spice. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, currently in a pandemic. How's, how's, how's life in the pandemic for you? I mean, I've had to take a lot of extra precautions, and I did start an OnlyFans up again, but to be honest, my business has never been better. Yeah? I've actually been able to help other workers and stuff, and... Fuck yeah. I mean, I've never had it this good, but I mean, I only mess with people who care about me. Yeah. And so they've really taken the extra steps to make sure that I'm well taken care of, and if I have any causes that I need help with, they're helping me. I feel like that has to feel good. It's It feels amazing, uh, but I've really cold things down to where I only have people that 
I can fuck with and they're honest and real with me. Like, yeah. I still talk to them. Like, they don't have to be paying me all the time to, like, get texting. Because, like, we're all going through some shit. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they really hooked me up on my birthday and with the pet food donations and other families that I'm helping out. Oh, nice. Helping a friend move and stuff. It's like, you know, some people are being evicted right now for no good reason. Or, you know, their landlords aren't working with them. But I have that option. Damn. So, I've been doing really well on, like, some of my tours. But... I only really see regulars and like maybe one new person every once in a while, but okay. I'm still only working about two days out of every month or maybe four. And so I've had to just plan That's out nice. like my tours and then occasionally something else. But I did some online content when everything first started so that it could give me a little bit of a bounce back, a little bit of a cushion because I wasn't fully prepared, but I had already been working on my studio Yeah. when this hit. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. what I great like timing. I, I feel like I saw you posting stuff for Twitter on Instagram. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, I'm getting this new studio set up. Yeah. And, then like, and it all fuck. hit like at the same time. And I was like, wow, what good fortune I have Yeah. that I've already started this home improvement project and now I can't go anywhere. I have to finish <laughs> what I started. That's fucking... And then I could use it to film OnlyFans content and stuff. So. How have you liked uh, OnlyFans? Mm, it's been good. Um, the people that i know who are loyal to me like they've stayed on there even when i'm not always filming a lot and i was only doing once a week and people like oh you should like up your posts to like two or three or four times a a week and i was like yeah you know i don't really have that much time on my hands to do that or it's like i don't always have the opportunity or the ideas even yeah so i was like you know i'm gonna lower the price for the summer because i am traveling again slowly but surely not at my studio as often i was like i'm just gonna offer them a three dollar subscription and hope for the best yeah and now it's kind of worked out like i haven't posted anything new in a while and now they're getting some tax evasion fraud situations where people's money's getting taken and accounts yeah. frozen and things so i was like well if they take it from me i have nothing to lose because i already have my content backed up yeah i already have a plan in mind for a new uh platform or two okay and so i can distribute it out in different places now and still keep the rate low or, like, comp people who are like, hey, I already paid for this month or next month. And for some reason, OnlyFans might not want to load or something. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to work with them on that. So I think it's a, a really good thing to have just an extra stream of income. People think, oh, that's not classy. You know, it's just like, well, I'm Fuck. still making several hundred dollars a month yeah. with content that I already have that I've been working on and editing. So... You know, I, yeah. I'm not going to be pigeonholed into, like, one thing. And, I mean, these are just, like, unforeseen fucking times. Yeah, no one like, knows what's like, happening next. You got to do what you got to fucking you do to, to make it, it work. I mean, you know? the the badge of a true, long-term, original, badass sex worker is to be able to always roll with the punches. Yeah. No matter what comes at you, you always have an, a way out or an option or a level up. So, yeah. I mean, if you sit in one spot... And you can't figure out why it's not working out. It's like, well, you need to branch out some and yeah, try new again. ideas, Fuck. adapt, and keep going. How has touring been like uh, now compared to before COVID? All right. Well, I plan my tours out up to a month in advance. Um, I obey all the travel restrictions. A lot of my stuff, like New York and even Chicago, I moved it from April to October, and it may get moved again. I'm not 100% on that, but I keep track of all that stuff. I always travel with Hibiclens, mouthwash, gloves, masks, you know, things like that. We don't wear them if we don't need them. But if anybody, like I take temperatures and all that stuff and I don't stay in hotels anymore. Um, I only do private Airbnbs. I feel Um, like they're more locked down now than ever. Well, they, 
they definitely want to know the names of everyone who's coming in and out, so you can't have any extra guests, and they're really monitoring that stuff. You have to wear a mask at all times unless you're in your room. And even then, I'm like, what do you do when people have checked in and they've stayed there, and they don't wear a mask while they're sleeping or anything, and then they leave, and they leave whatever behind in the air. Like, hotels have never been super clean to me anyway, so it's like private in-calls or private Airbnb only. And so I was like, I know at least I can go in there and clean that. And the numbers have been down for Airbnb with tourism being down. Oh, shit. So I can look at how many people have stayed there and, like, check-ins and stuff on that and, like, BBRO and HomeAway and stuff. And if it's not been super busy there, I and usually with the bigger rentals, like more than two bedrooms, no one stayed there because they're not on vacation. They can't go anywhere. And I just do, like, self-check-in and I carry Lysol and all that with me and I clean everything really hard like in between and everything and I really only see a couple of people yeah and then I go but that's why I'm doing multi-hour instead of just quick visits Oh, because I was like you know I'd rather spend all the time I can with one person instead of having a lot of traffic and so it's it's working out so far like I've got all these negative COVID results and you know take my temperature twice a day every day (laughs) like if anything ever happens I will immediately go and isolate myself and yeah. inform anyone that I've seen and I don't see that many people so yeah. I can I can just quickly like email them and say hey you know here are my test results things like that like please go and have yourself tested at the nearest facility or something Fuck but yeah. I mean that's a lot safer than going out on dates with people but yeah people still need companionship now oh I mean but now more going than on ever Tinder and you're going out to a restaurant or something I mean I've done a lot of cooking for dates inside and you know, preparing food and stuff. We don't go out like we used to for dinner yeah. dates and stuff. That's understandable. It's just the times we're just in. Just gotta adapt. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter that are advertising. They'll be like, they're cutting down on like the, not cutting down on dates, but basically like extending the time. So it's like, yeah. okay, if you want to book with two me now. Two hour minimums two are hour pretty minimum. typical now. Okay. Versus like, you know, half hour up to 90 minutes. It's yeah. Like two hours is better because I can see somebody for two hours and not have to work again for another like week or two. And so I can take that 14 days to myself. And so if I see two people on a back-to-back day-to-day thing, then I can keep track at least of the two people that I've seen. Yeah. And go back home and go back underground and wait it out. And I can always, you know, keep checking my temp and stuff. And they would be the first ones to know like yeah. if anything went down. So it's like they have a, a weirder chance of getting that at like the post office or the bank or Walmart right now yeah. than seeing me because I don't really go anywhere. I'm pretty much home alone with the dogs. Like I it's, hang around the same people. We've all gotten COVID tested and we're all in yeah. the same circle. So if anyone doesn't feel well, it's like you stay over there <laughs> Get the for a month. Away. I don't care. You stay. <laughs> I'll bring you groceries and I'll leave them in your car and like run. Don't come outside. Don't come near me. (laughs) (laughs) No COVID for me. (laughs) I mean, so far, so good. It's working. I mean. But I had to give up seeing my family very often, too, because, you know, my mom's immune compromised, but also, you know, those are extra people that I'm exposing myself to. So certain friends who, you know, go to school on campus or will be, or like they work in a high risk environment, I don't see them very often. Yeah. I see them about every three weeks or so. Okay. I see my parents about once a month. Okay. And so I was just like limiting my interactions. I was like, if I have to choose between this and work, yeah. obviously I'm going to have to choose work. So you gotta live, yeah. I'm not going to go out much. I'm not going to go rowdy and hang out and like rub elbows with a bunch of people in a park or something. Yeah. Like, I'm not. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, yeah, I probably see my parents like every couple of weeks. So like, I'll be mm-hmm. like wearing masks because I'm like, 
Get yeah, for a while my mom me. wasn't allowed to come in. Yeah. And I was wearing a mask and so was she. I would just give her what she needed from me through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, thanks for coming by. Gotta, it's good to see you. We got to keep these Her Mother's Day gift. Safe. I had to do that. I had to just hand it to oh, her through fuck. the door. And I was like, well, I can't risk it. I've yeah. been out and you haven't. So. Yeah. Now it's reverse order. I've been out and they haven't. So it's like, oh, we're still not going to see <laughs> each other. Same thing. It's like, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, know stay what away. Like. <laughs> Hell yeah. But it's nice still being able to see him. It's working out. Everybody's fine with it. Fuck yeah. I appreciate you being on the podcast. This is great. Oh yeah. Love this. <laughs> Always Fuck. a pleasure. This is, this is a good, good time. Good to see your face. I know, right? <laughs> a year later. A year yeah. Older. It's, we're doing the right thing. I mean, some people only see each other once a month. It's once yeah, a year. Once a year. That's great. <laughs> we're ahead of the curve. We are, definitely. <laughs> so, Alexis, do you have a boyfriend? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, boy. And he's right here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. Wow. How see how I manifest that shit? Room? Oh, my God, podcast listeners. I can see him the whole time. This is great. Hell, yeah. I wasn't sure if you could see him or not. <laughs> Some people uh, have doubts. Well, through the power of imagination, now your podcast listeners know I'm here. <laughs> oh, this is great. How long have uh, how long y'all been together? Um, almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. How'd y'all how'd you meet? Well, Ooh. we run in similar circles in the uh, BDSM scene. Okay. And he was uh, part of the furniture up until a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, wow, that guy's kind of cute. When so the furniture, what do you say? like Just blended in with the surroundings. Just everybody and everything. Like, too much craziness. Okay. Too many parties, mutual friends, things like that. We... Rubbed elbows, I'm sure, a few times. Probably just excusing ourselves to the bathroom or something. More than a few times, yeah. I'm sure. But. We actually were in the same fetish performance group for a while, but not oh, at nice. the same time. Okay. Like, different years apart. And so, like, we know all the same people and everything and had gone to all their parties and stuff. And, I mean, I guess it was just a matter of time before. Yeah, we were in the rotating <laughs> cast of characters, but never really <laughs> locked eyes before. Never on stage together at the same time until... I don't know, unless you can include, like, the private stuff that we've done for private house parties and stuff. Okay. Before that, it was like, you know, we were both hired by the same company, just on different years. Like, he was, like, in the upperclassman years, just, like, ahead of mine, like, one or two. That wasn't wasn't really like it. They mostly called me in when they didn't have anything going, and they were like, oh, shit, we are totally boned. They wanted me to take the trash out, so... He's a little bit better than I, got, I am. I got, His resume I got is good. I to save the day, but eventually, you know, you gotta you gotta go where your bread is buttered, and uh, well, it wasn't really them. That company sucks. Yeah. We both know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I don't know how they're even still kicking, but yeah, not my favorite. Uh, it was a Charlotte thing, but we have mutuals here in Charlotte and uh, Atlanta here. Okay, so we just happen to. Eventually go out to dinner a couple too many times, and then we ended up at an Irish pub. Yeah, for whiskey flights. Right, nice. <laughs> we definitely had whiskey flights. And we the, had uh, uh, we had beer flights in in East Atlanta too. Okay. Yeah, it was a couple of flight flight dates. Flight dates. <laughs> yeah, couple too many flight dates. That's that's the recipe for love. I mean, you get us alone. <laughs> uh-huh. I think what what we have in common is that we like to sample stuff. Yes. So it's Flavor like, boards. oh yeah, <laughs> of course we're gonna have three shots of whiskey so that we can all like share them and sample them. You gotta be able to do that. Yeah, of course. 
whiskey partners. I mean, it's like drunk charcuterie, so I, was about to say I gotta charcuterie. have that. <laughs> I'm all about that. Adult <laughs> alcoholic lunchables. <laughs> so yeah, anything that we can share, we actually do. It's pretty weird, but we never can decide on like one entree or anything, so we just split everything. Okay. So like we get really great with nachos and flights and charcuteries and stuff, okay. but that's the best. The same taste, but we both but want that's ten really, things off the menu, and we can only. I think that says five. a lot of, about about us as people. Is we want to sample, you know, most everything. All that life has to offer. Mm-hmm. That's the best. <laughs> they have similar uh, views and stances on a lot of stuff like that, though. Not just food. Yeah, but it definitely helps. But okay. we're usually like the last two standing anywhere, so eventually you're just like, sup? You're like, hey, I've seen you before. <laughs> I've oh, seen you up? around. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What's your uh, what's your favorite thing to do together? So far, I've really liked traveling, but the weirdest, best thing we do is hitting up all the porn stores on special holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving and oh, New Year's that great. and stuff. <laughs> Just going out to like buy a toy or some lube or something. It's like yeah. fireworks going off, or you know, we're full of turkey. We're and gonna waddle into the who, lions. Whoever den. is working at the lions den in like Delano, <laughs> the middle of nowhere, or something like that. Like bless Our you, person. <laughs> you are selling vibrators and lube to they the most like forward of folks. Black Friday sales though, so it's That's just great. like oh, cheap stuff. I want to mm-hmm. go in there. I, I was wonder if anyone's working. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if they had like Black Friday deals or shit. Oh yeah, Lions Den does. And we found them. So That's great. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, I don't know how we ended up repping Lion's Den when we, we always go to Tokyo Valentino. Yeah, Tokyo Valentino is mean, my really favorite. Go to, oh, shit. We go to, I'm a big like hardcore all, member all of their of place. The, all of the places to, to sample the, yeah. the various inventory. So New Year's is what we did for that. But they used to have events, but it was for only dudes. Um, so they had like, uh, oh, but do you but like gay sh- swinger events and stuff upstairs okay. and then like porn viewings on the middle level. And then like downstairs was like all the sex dolls and furniture and toys and oh, clothes sure. and stuff. And I didn't know about this until COVID struck. And then they were like, no more events. We can't do this right now. Damn. And I was like, oh man. But like when that starts up again, I really want to go to one of their like porn viewing nights or something. Cause they have a DJ and everything. And oh really? Like, Tokyo Valentino is the shit. Like, I've really, I, nothing like that around my town. I heard somebody mention that like literally a couple weeks ago, and that's funny to bring it up. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. It's a good time, and they have like viewing booths downstairs. Like you can like go around to the uh, down level. Okay. Uh, park your car in the back, like real sleuth like, and then like go in and see like a little theater film or something, or rent a booth. That's tight. Real cool. Multi level, and it's swank in there. It's really pretty. It's really clean. They have all of, like, my favorite lines of dildos and stuff in there. So okay. if I'm needing something in particular, I can go in there and I know they'll have it in every price range up to, like, I think, what is it, like, the $15,000, like, heated sex dolls and stuff in there. You Ooh. can get, like, everything. So That's an investment like, right yeah, there. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> have it all (laughs) but people have abused the models in the store the sex dolls they like tore their fingers off and stuff what one of their lashes like 24 hours off of of cheshire bridge and like people come in there from like no 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 but there used to be i don't know if it's still there but there's there used to be a 24 hour taco joint uh, no, no. Right next to insurrection. <laughs> Forty plus tacos in the middle called. of night. Yeah, I don't know. And so you like go and like you're super drunk and uh, you go to Taco Cabana, 
That's the name <laughs> of the place. And then you're there. like, oh, wow. Well, let's go next door. And then yeah, that's <laughs> when you have to, like, force yourself upon the sex doll there, which is not cool. Not cool it's at all. It's real rude. It's surveilled <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Some of them were had. Silly dude stuff. Hard, hard had. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh no, because it says don't touch them, but like their fingers are all bent up and crazy looking. That's fucked up. One of their eyelashes is torn <laughs> off, their wigs all sideways. It's like, damn! Somebody had fun with that sex doll. <laughs> Jesus. Out in public. <laughs> That's fucked up. But of up. course, the sex doll is sitting on top of a St. Andrew's cross, which it's sort also of obscured because oh, okay. it's also for sale. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know, $1,800 or something, but it's got like a way to like ratchet yourself into the feet and like turn upside down. So I don't know. It's a, it's, I I have a, I have a fondness for Cheshire Bridge because I used to be affiliated with the BDSM scene and, uh, and sort of their two clubs, the Chamber and the Heretic uh, that were both sort of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. fetish sort of elements. The Heretic is the surviving one, which is much more gay boy leather daddy kind of scene but we're giving everyone a same. full detailed map of where to go yeah. in atlanta to get yeah. lit like do you want to have a good ass night no no but the chamber is now like condos or storage units or something yeah but that's that's a place with a pretty storied history but yeah that's the fondness for uh for cheshire bridge and it's little like sin district that the yuppies tried to force out i love okay. it there's a good tie place over there too can make a whole evening of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you uh, when we kind of talked about doing the podcast. You had mentioned you're like, "Hey, I'm in a relationship. I want to like normalize." It was brand new then, yeah. Um, well, no, I guess it wasn't. I guess we've been together about six months. Or yeah. I guess when we talked recently, you're like, "Oh, I want to talk about like us being in a relationship, so we can kind of normalize sex workers yeah. in life." Because it is like so many sex workers are in fucking relationships. Oh yeah, it's very common, and no one ever sees that. Um, and there's a lot of like assumptions and stereotypes too. So when people think that we're in relationships, they think, oh, you know, my information is not well protected or something like, oh, they're going to see my email address. They're going to know who I am. And it's like, don't. No. No. Uh, Confidentiality is still our number one priority. But also it's like, we don't want to hear about, you know, certain things any more than you do. So clients are like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I didn't want to hear that you were in a relationship. And I'm like, why? Because you thought you could fuck me for free or you thought you could just have me. And it's just like, oh, you don't want me to be happy. But there's also the stereotype of uh, people thinking that when you're with a male partner, you're being pimped. Okay. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah. Just because I'm dating a guy, it's like, I'm actually polyamorous and I'm, you know, pansexual. So I've been with women just as often. I've pretty much always been partnered okay. and no one knows about it. Yeah. And I mean, there are a select few of my really good regulars and they eventually figure it out and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you were engaged to a lady at one point or yeah. you had two boyfriends at one point or something. I figured it out. I'm like, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, most people don't put it together or they just don't want to know. And they think it's like a negative thing. And it's just like, no, I mean, most of us who are long-term partnered have really healthy relationships. We, yeah. we marry, we have kids, we have pets, we have boyfriends, girlfriends, just whoever. Just like fucking everybody else. And it's just like, you know, just because we didn't pick you, the client... To date you specifically and throw ourselves at your feet doesn't mean that we're not capable of loving someone. Yeah. And also loving our job. Well, I mean, without getting into, like, too much of the depth and texture, I think there are two things that, you know, having an understanding of sex work really differentiates couples from, you know, others. One is the idea of reciprocity. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's something that I think is is well understood, but you lose track of in a lot of heteronormative relationships. And uh, and additionally, another one is boundaries, right? There are so many problems that normal couples have with boundaries that ultimately spills over into sex work in one way or another. So I think those are two things that having acquaintance with that kind of stuff gives you a leg up on other couples. Definitely. I mean, I've even been in relationships where they're like, la, 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 I don't want to hear that you're going to work. I don't want to hear that you don't work at an insurance firm or something. Like, they make some story up in their own yeah. mind to justify every time I leave the house. And then their imagination is bigger than the stuff I'm actually doing yeah. with my clients. It's like, whatever you think I'm doing, I probably am. But the thing that you think that I'm doing that would hurt you is not true at all. Yeah. So it's just like, if you want to talk to me about it, you can. And you'll hear the exact truth. And it's like, I'm not going to bring you to work with me. I'm sorry, babe. But, yeah. like, you should have a lot more security in yourself. And it takes a very secure and, you know, compassionate and understanding, open-minded, and pretty intelligent person to date a sex worker. Because right. that you have to override that part of your brain. It's like, what are you doing? You're doing something weird. And it's like, that's just you being hurt in past relationships. That's your trauma. It really, it really it's is. It's like, you don't have to, like, keep things from each other. It's like... He doesn't ask me anything crazy when I come home from work because yeah. unless something bad or traumatic happens, he doesn't need to know about it. He doesn't care about it. Yeah. He's just like, oh, it was a good routine day for you. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats. Well, I'm so like happy the, for you. The, you got the, to see the, one of your favorite regulars. Like, yeah. Deep yay. mammal section of your brain that drives all of that insecurity. Right? For sure. You know, Some people can't turn that off and it makes it very hard for them. To have even normal relationships with people because they're like, let me see your phone. Like people let me just follow get, you to the bathroom. Are you texting someone? People like, just get like, crazy what? jealous. It's ridiculous. Yes. But if you can override that part of yourself where you're just like, I'm happy for them. And yeah. I want them to share all the wonderful things with me they want to share with me. But anything they don't want to share is really not any of my business. Yeah. Yeah, but I think all of that. It's not a secret. That jealousy just, is yeah. rooted in insecurity, which really I don't necessarily have. So I don't no. I don't feel any jealousy. There's a word that they talk about in polyamorous circles called compersion, which is uh, is basically like being stoked that your significant other got laid that's like yeah <laughs> i'm so thrilled for you right <laughs> but it's this concept of it's the antithesis of jealousy because you know you feel fulfilled at your partner's satisfaction yeah wherever that satisfaction comes from it's pretty I cool to be able had to have that, that myself and i'd been with partners all throughout my past who thought that i was just hyping them up so that i could go off and do something that would be against them or hurt them and i'm like yeah. if you keep thinking that way you'll never get to where i am with yourself you have to be truly centered and love yourself and i wouldn't care if he stepped out and fucked muhammad ali i'd be like hell yeah brother Damn, that's dude. banging yeah. like <laughs> he, he dug up that grave and everything yeah. <laughs> go get me a fucking autograph or something like it wouldn't matter it wouldn't fucking matter like yeah. It wouldn't matter who he was with. I would be happy for him if he was happy. Yeah. Ghost or otherwise. <laughs> You're ghosted. It is cool because I guess... He hangs out in cemeteries, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is cool because I guess I'm like in the opposite the opposite thing of you because like I'm in a relationship with a sex worker right now. Hell and yeah. And it is the same thing to where it's like... Nice, bro. I want you to be happy. And like she's like, oh man, I saw a great client. I'm like, oh, that's fucking dope. Like, that's that's compersion. Yeah. When you're so hyped on someone else's happiness... 
that it makes you happy too. Yeah. And it's just like, I want that for my partner no matter what. Whether it's, oh yeah, I fixed the car today. Or the cat didn't throw up on the rug. Or I right. got a promotion. And it's yeah. like, yes! I like, beat that all of these are wins. level that I've been working on until <laughs> Yeah, I go to bed. I'm like, I've been in bed for two hours, but I'll like air high five you in my sleeve. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. That's great. And so it's like, if you're not happy for your partner, then you're probably holding them back. But a lot of people don't see that. They see them more like an ownership. Like, we're dating in your mind now. Yeah. And it's like, if my woman ever started an OnlyFans, or if, like, my woman was ever out in this outfit, it's like, what? What would you do? What would you do? Would you break up with her? Because she's fine as hell. Yeah. somebody wants her, it's like, I would be happy for her. She's making people happy and is, like, She's doing the Lord's work. (laughs) That's how I feel. It's just like, you're making people happy, you're helping out society, and you're not a an ass about it you know it's very quiet it's very subtle no one can pick out the prostitute in the room when you're all out at dinner or something like we don't stand up in a disco ball dress just waving our arms like i'm a hoe like that never happens never (laughs) but it's the same way that i think nobody can pick out the kinkster in the boardroom because depends on if you're wearing pants or not oh goodness (laughs) or if the lights are on in the boardroom Oof. yeah oh yeah you did do that Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It feels like like being able to be open with somebody like within a relationship. It's like jealousy isn't even a thing, which is great. Like You're too happy to worry about all that shit. It's like, I come home to you every night. But you're the one I want to be with. Like, yeah. And if you're out and you're having a good time, I know you're going to come back because you love me and you want to tell me all about it. Yeah. And I'm so excited to hear about it. People just don't normally... I don't know, have that luxury, I guess, because they hold themselves back in their minds. And it's just like, what do you think's going to happen? Everything that you're thinking the worst about, you're probably going to manifest that all on your own by being so jealous and being so upset and making them miserable. No, but I suppose that's something that many people may not know about the, the benefit of, you know, responsible polyamory is that we can share sex tips. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Oh, yeah, did that work for you? And, you know, that's something that, you know, not many couples have the the luxury of having an open discourse about, like, you know, the things that, that motivate them that perhaps, you know, the other person isn't providing. I mean, he helps me. Like, he's my greatest feedback. Oh, that's great. Like what I should wear for my OnlyFans videos or what kind of ideas to come up with or what I should pack for my tours or did you remember to get your Bluetooth speaker? Do you have yeah. the lube? Like that's stuff that I would normally forget. I uh, mean, <laughs> he's very helpful to me and it's just like, you know. And without your insight, I'd never know that I'd have, I have more scrotum than like anyone yeah. should normally have, but I just roll with it. Me and you both, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you have to <laughs> see do. yourself from a different angle to know what it's like. <laughs> They work with a lot of sex. When you <laughs> film yourself from certain angles. I'm just so glad that you're on board with that. Fuck I yeah. Mean, I, I, wondered, I wondered why like riding a bicycle was so problematic, right? But you, I know, couldn't you start tell you until Vance then. Videos and you see exactly why. <laughs> you haven't found the right seat yet. No. Mm, yeah. I think you need more seat. <laughs> how's, uh, how's filming stuff together? You guys film stuff together? He's the main co-star on my OnlyFans for most of my Heck yeah, boy girl films and like my pegging stuff and Dude, I might have seen your all dick, kinds bro. of other stuff. Maybe so. He is quite talented and easygoing. We giggle a lot, so I have to take <laughs> some of that out because we're not ready sometimes. <laughs> the commentary, but he helps me sit and brainstorm like what would be really hot. Like 
from a guy's perspective, just yeah. like, yeah, you know, if I was describing this is what I would want to see, and it's like, hell yeah, let's try it. That's great. And sometimes it turns out god-awful. And, <laughs> but most of the time, we only have to take things in one take. Oh, nice. And we only have to edit a little bit of, like, the commentary out. But, I mean, we have natural chemistry, and I think it shows, because I get the most tips and the most subscriptions after he's been in a scene with me. And I think they can just tell that I'm really enjoying this, yeah. because it's really fun. And it feels less like work. It just feels like, you know, natural. Even with all the lights and stuff on us. Yeah. Like, we can point out, like, hey, you know, you kind of need to move this way or that (laughs) way. Like, that doesn't look right or something. But, I mean, his input is everything to me. So, if he was just like, yeah. Because I got this (laughs) sex machine that I ordered and it had... (laughs) That's what it had a flashlight thing in it and that thing <laughs> i was like would you stick your dick in this and would you like it and he was like uh no i was like even like paid and he's like probably not wouldn't enjoy that yeah. it's awful it's awkward no like, what, but, th- but but it was it was a whole chorus yeah. of other sex machines it came because, with a ton of parts <laughs> yeah it looked okay. like, like should i keep this <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but she showed me the flashlight and it's like basically would you fuck this no no it was a mouth <laughs> That was it. It is it a mouth on the end of that. Mouth. I think my buddy and, had one of those. And I was looking at and it a tequila and I was bottle like, looking thing. You know, with my eyes closed and not knowing what it is, I suppose it would be fine. But, at, you know, just like the visual flair of it is not doing it for So we go back Honestly. to the clipboard like, um, not a winner. <laughs> not that one. That's funny. I actually, just bringing me up thoughts, I actually fucked a Gatorade bottle once. Nice. Yes. You fucked Very a QT nice. cup full of goo to like make a dick mold. Well, no, no, no. But that, that's it was that's actually a different challenge, right? Like, this like is fucking something oh, and yeah? like trying to stay hard enough to make a mold for something is a totally different exercise. Because I couldn't you know, have done it. Well, the cock ring helps at least for the QT cup uh, because I can't go to QT yeah. now. <laughs> You can't. Oh, you fill up the QT cup. Like... Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, so you fill you up put the, the QT mo- cup with the with the, 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 mold. the mold, right? And then you yep. put your dick yep. in it. Oh, my and God. And then you try and think happy things for, I don't know, two minutes or so and maintain your erection <laughs> okay. so that you can, like, pull it out. But it's that also really, really mangled, if you've got though. any, like, like, curvature or, like, even just, you know, going up, yeah. you know, it's going to be it's gonna be problematic because you're going to ruin your mold. You were holding yeah. that thing for dear life, though, and I got it back. It was all wrinkled up looking and broken. I just and filled the cup. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if we can use this. <laughs> It wasn't my finest work. So now I see those giant QT slushy cups and (laughs) my brain automatically goes back to the goo night. (laughs) An effort was made. Yeah, we never saw what resulted of those two dick molds. No, no one saw. But it's probably for good reason. Things are being added to my to-do list, like, Mm -hmm. as you guys are talking. That's great. (laughs) Maybe some uh, inspo. I know you both have like the kind of like sex work background. Were you nervous at all telling them you like escort at all or you're a sex worker? You For some reason everything just felt natural enough to where I was like, you know, I need to go ahead and say so now because it's like, you know, he'll either say this is great or no thank you please. Yeah. And we hadn't gone so far where I could be like, you know, it would have hurt, I think, but it wouldn't be like, oh god, you know, like devastated. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, I have to say so, like, now. Yeah. Or not at all. And sometimes it's like that when you go on any sort of date. But we'd known each other for so long, and we'd seen yeah. each other's work, I guess. So it was like, well, I mean, he'll either be okay with it, or he'll hate it. Well, so. but I mean, also, you know, you reconciled that successful couples 
don't keep secrets from each other sexually, mm -hmm. whether it's sex work related or not. I mean, I, you know, come to it honestly where, you know, I think anybody that's affiliated with sex work has to like qualify that as a background to their partner just so they understand kind of what they're dealing with right mm -hmm. um because uh it's it's i think that you know we we're we're really earnest with each other and i sort of have a background in bdsm and i'm always thinking like oh gosh how am i going to tell this person that i really want them to pour candle wax on me like i have a giant sex sofa in my yeah. basement <laughs> with straps <laughs> And so I think, you know, whether you're uh, coming out as heteroflexible or coming out in terms of like what feels good or coming out in terms of getting into your submissive or dominant side, you know, when you start a new relationship, you always have to be really clear, I think, about, you know, your expectations of this relationship and you know maybe what didn't quite work about previous relationships and it's a it's a period of great reflection so you know i saw you telling me about your sex work as you know an invitation for me to tell you about who i really was as well that's great and both of us were like oh this is wonderful that's fucking awesome mm -hmm. yeah were either of you guarded at all before telling each other like kind of what you how you felt about things? He's or? always made me very comfortable, so I've never actually felt guarded in any sort of way, which is odd for me, because I like to also think that I'm a very, like, standoffish, even, in relationships, and maybe not secretive, but definitely hesitant, yeah. and, you know, I get nervous when making, like, new steps and first steps and things, like, I just would rather move very, very slow or just be like, this is fine, everything's fine, and just stay where uh, we are. Yeah. So that's actually but... something that's kind of funny, is despite our kind of background in sex work, we had what was a bit of a courtship, where we were sort of like being really, you know... Uh, coy. Uh, coy <laughs> with each other about like... You know what certain things did or did not mean, and I'm all not of that gonna lie. I don't get nervous about fucking anyone, but I there was a sexual tension there that I would have jumped out of my skin for <laughs> oh, at least three weeks. Yeah, where I couldn't even be alone in a room with him. I was just like, oh, but when we finally got together, it was just like, oh my god. <laughs> but I was just like, I don't get nervous. I don't yeah. like not in a room with a, a person I don't know. Like I'm very, you know. I guess exhibitionist style. I can be naked in a crowded room. I don't give a crap. Yeah. But for some reason, I was so vulnerable and exposed and open with him that like there was like I don't know. I couldn't have just jumped him. Yeah. I don't know. It was something weird. I was like almost really really shy, and that's normally not me at all. So I was just like, whoa, this is really it's, intense. It's, it's something. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But I was very open with him and just letting it ride. I was like, you know, I spent last relationship I was in, tiptoeing around my work and him knowing about it but not being okay with it all the way and having to constantly reassure and things like that. And I was like, I can't live in the closet like this. I'm yeah. going to have to just jump out all the way and see what happens. And then we went from there. But yeah, that courtship was just real awkward for me. <laughs> I'm real shy and I'm not normally like that. But I mean, I trust him, like, implicitly with all of my information, everything about me, like, my heart and everything. And I was like, why can't I just fuck him? Like, yeah. what's wrong with me? <laughs> and so when it happened, it's been great ever since. But, yeah, I almost ran for the hills. 
Almost, but then... Just so nervous. We're here. This so is exposed. How All op- in. <laughs> How open are you guys, like, in terms of being in a relationship with other people? I'm great with it. I don't mind. Uh, so far, if, if he were to tell me, hey, I'm seeing someone, like, I'm interested in someone, neither of us right now are seeing anyone else other than work but I mean, stuff. But I think we're also honest with each other about our inclinations and and mm-hmm. anything that arises from it i mean yeah um you know we're both kind of like pansexual all the things you know it's all really a, a spectrum sure. so you know we don't really expect uh you know like one particular mold to fit us all the time it's i mean just... if i i need a girl's night where it's like yeah we're we're gonna do it it's gonna be all girls and yeah I don't want any dicks around or something or, you know. And I'm not necessarily <laughs> threatened by that at all, right? Because I don't have a pussy. I can't offer that. Yeah. I don't know what it's all Sometimes about. Sometimes I'm just yeah. gay, okay? Yeah. Like, real, real gay. Like, can't help myself. And then sometimes it's just work stuff, and sometimes it's it's personal. Like, I have a couple of crushes and stuff. And so, like, if you were to tell me, like, hey, yeah, like, there's this guy or this lady or, like, this person I'm, I'm real into... I, I want to go and hang out and see where it goes. I would be over the moon. Fuck yeah. Because any amount of happiness for my partner or partners is a blessing. Like, YOLO. Gotta grab it. Are you, do you, like, are you publicly in a relationship? Like, do you tell people like, hey, this I'm This is a- my first time coming out. How, how is, is there any fear, <laughs> is there any fear associated um, with that? I was at first, but then I was like, my bank account is so fat, they can eat my ass. Like, <laughs> if they don't like it, they don't like it, and they can just not book me. But everyone who books with me currently, who's a good regular of mine, I love them and they love me. Like, we are just yeah. happy for each other, and they wouldn't hate me if I said, hey, yeah, like... I'm seeing someone and I'm stoked about it. Fuck yeah. Because it makes me better for them. Like, I used to get lonely and spend a lot more time, I think, not wanting to work. And yeah. now I'm enthusiastic about going to work because my life is good on all levels. Like, That's great. I'm financially sound. I'm emotionally and, you know, romantically sound. And I'm also, like, grounded and happy with who I am as an escort, too. So it's like, these are the best years of my life. And I get to share them with everyone. So this is really cool. And... Those who know me, they love me, and, you know, those who don't, I mean, they've always been intimidated by my Twitter and stuff anyway, so, not really for me. Fuck them. Eh. (laughs) They're missing out. (laughs) How do you you know if a relationship's worth it to go public with it? How do you know? Well, it's definitely something you have to feel and go through some things with, and I think at this point, he and I have gone through more things in a short amount of time, but also in, like, a reasonable... Like, it's not been rushed or anything like that. It's all happened in a timely manner to where I think normal relationships probably should. But this hasn't felt like anything I've ever been in before where it's like, yeah, we needed to keep this secret or, you know, like I was the side chick or, you know, whatever. We were moving at a snail's pace and they were just not ready to commit or anything like that. So it's just like, I don't get that with him. I feel like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And people who are meant to be in our lives will be. They can have me as my happiest self, or they can catch me if I ever have a breakup. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that won't happen, because I really, really like you. No, like, COVID (laughs) has forced everyone to adapt, and in many ways, we've sort of, uh, you know, adapted with each other, and that's how this relationship has grown, so... Yeah, I mean, we're living through a pandemic together. Yeah. Like, 
Like having to do this, like, and especially like long distance and being unsure, like his office job becoming home and then my tour slowing down and, you know, having to figure out if we want to do OnlyFans, like, oh, we're going to make a porno or what? Like, what are we doing now? Like, you know, having to go through that and so many of our like regular daily challenges too. And then just the uncertainty of where the world's going to end up. It's just like, fuck it. Yeah. This is great. You know, we have all the time in the world to get to know each other and, before that, we had already traveled abroad and stuff, and it was just very exciting. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, once you spend how many days in a small, tiny Airbnb puking your guts out together, like, we got real sick on the trip. You know, we went together. Uh, well, the the most the most exciting <laughs> thing has got to be trying to find a parking space in Marseille. For me, it was trying to negotiate in French for pharmaceuticals for you and your dying ass. While I was like, I don't even really know English right now because I suck. (laughs) But trying to figure out how to say throw up a lot of times. I feel like that really bothered you. What's going on? It was hard. Um, I really thought where I was going to have to drag his body down the stairs and call 911 because... We got some kind of weird bout of like food poisoning or something. Damn. And so we were both sick. I, I mean, was the I less eaten, sick. Look, I had eaten a lot of shellfish the night before. <laughs> In a foreign country. <laughs> yeah. I was going. But our bathroom and our, our bed were like three feet apart. Oh, that's So nice. he was having a full-on metal concert in my toilet in there, just, like, just going nuts. <laughs> and I was like, he's going to just puke himself to death. What do I do? <laughs> so I had to crawl my way to the pharmacy down the street and figure all that out. That's but, love right there. Yeah, we went through a lot on that trip. And I was like, this will make or break you, I guess. <laughs> and it made you. That's great. Definitely. I did my best to care for him, and he cared for me, and... That was our first time on a trip together, other than when my parents went on a camping trip, mm-hmm. and they all got norovirus, oh, and shit. he was there, and the first time he met my dad was in wow. ICU, oh, so fuck. definitely between that and yeah, that trip, we We drove down off a mountain to go see your dad in ICU, and- uh, a local mountain hospital. Yep. Yep. Damn. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, there- do you have any fear at all, like, when she's working? I don't necessarily have any fear because I have complete trust in her, both, you know, as a lover and as a professional. So I I don't, uh, I, I think also fear is something that if you project it out onto the world, that's what is going to get reflected back at you. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't put any of that out there. And uh, certainly I don't have uh, any fear reservations now. Fuck yeah. I know, like, not every day is a good day at work. Mm. Not every day is, not every day is good. <laughs> how, is, how does aftercare play a part, like, of, of your relationship? Well, I've only had a couple of, I would say, difficult clients. I had the near stealthing experience in Atlanta here, right after he and I started dating, and it was really, like, it shook me up a lot. And, you know, I've had a couple of other days where it was, you know, just uh strenuous or like really hard screening to do because people are you know not sure being difficult or just being assholes in my inbox you know people i haven't even met just telling me i'm a piece of trash so you know sometimes that happens but usually i can run i can call him (laughs) or text him if i'm having a hard time and just he usually he already knows before i even say anything and he'll just text me and be like i'm thinking of you and it means so much but if I'm actually around, I'll immediately leave work and go straight to him and just be like, oh, my God, 
Like, pet me. Just yeah. pet my hair or something. Give me some love. Or I'll just have to ride the dick like a BMX until it's over and, like, the bad vibes are gone. Honestly, <laughs> I know how it works, and I draw you a bath. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now he knows I like several things in my bath, so. <laughs> he already has it ready. He's just like, I'm on it. <laughs> but he's also a really good nurse. Like, I recently cut up my arm, and he had to staple me back together so I wouldn't have an $8,000 hospital bill that's great surely surely that's an exaggeration but Mm, yeah you didn't necessarily need to go to the hospital i would have had to get stitches in a hospital but he's been there for me through some really crappy times of my own making hey and then other people am i going to use all of this medical fetish gear that i've been hoarding i'm so glad that you Mm -hmm. have all that because it's come in handy you never know you never know what (laughs) but if i make that call and i say i need you and I mean, I've had plenty of partners who are just like, they don't answer the phone or they're like, do I need to? And I'm on the road, like trying to change a flat tire or like, something yeah, like that. And they're just like, I'm like, I hear banjos, you better hurry. And they're like, I'll get there when I get there. And it's just like, we're breaking up. <laughs> but with him, it's like, if he even suspects that I like really need him, he just can tell by the tone of my voice. Yeah. And he's on it. It's like, I'm there. He just knows. That's great. And I mean, I, I just think that that's something genuine, something real. Yeah. Very mature, very respectful. That's you great. don't get that. He's too great. Often. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to be authentic to yourself. You know, authenticity matters. I think that's what that's what stands out. You know, I guess in, with with uh, sex work background is that you can tell when someone is being authentic and when someone is just seeking something that is experimental for them. Well, we got through the experimenting phase. Now it's real. Fuck <laughs> so yeah. now it's real. <laughs> Why do you think some people find it hard like, to think that a sex worker could be in a relationship? Well, I think that a lot of people think that we're super damaged and that's why we seek sex work out. But some of us really just like the thrill or we like the income, like where it puts us in a certain tax bracket. And I mean, some of us are damaged, but that doesn't mean that like we're less qualified to be in relationships. There are plenty of city people who are beyond broken and have had horrible childhoods or horrible experiences and they marry and have kids and move on with their lives just fine and they continue having toxic relationships or whatever. And some of our relationships are toxic. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that we're not people. I'm still a whole woman at the end of the day. I still have needs. Like, I still require a partner in this life. And it's like, I deserve it. I should be able to have that, like, no matter what my job is, no matter what my job entails or what my past is. And, I mean, a lot of guys who think they're married to, like, good girls, those women had a wild phase in college and did way more than I've been able to live (laughs) up and say that I've done. So, it's just like, you know, I get paid for mine, but, I mean, my track record is just the same as a lot of cities that I know. And it doesn't make us any less worthy. No. So, it's just like, if you find the right person who understands you... And you're not keeping things from them, and you're not hurting them, and they're not hurting you. It's not a toxic situation. I'm all for it, no matter if you're a sex worker or not. Yeah. But a lot of people don't think that we're worthy, or they don't think that we're capable. It's fucking crazy. And it's just like, well, that's where you're wrong, because we have a lot of self-worth. We know who we are. We know what we like and what we'll put up with. We have very strong boundaries, and we're very honest and open, a lot more so than people give us credit for. 100%. How do, you, how do you think sex work empowers your relationship? It definitely makes me feel more confident and more accepted 
So that obviously makes me way more horny for the person who's accepting me <laughs> because it's so easy. And I'm just like, wow, you deserve to get your dick sucked for the rest of your life. Like, no exceptions. <laughs> I mean, it's good stuff. And so it definitely makes me feel more confident and, like, powerful and stuff. And it's like, I don't have to hide who I am, any part of who I am. Yeah. And I have someone cheering for me and someone who's waiting for me. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you're waiting for me to, like, get off tour or, like, you know, have a day off or something. It's like I get to, you know, have the best of both worlds. I get my taboo, like, secret sexy life. And then I can also go to the farmer's market or something. Yeah. Like, I can have you a get full balanced life, you know. We can hang out with the pets and go to the dog park or, you know, normal people stuff. Before, yeah. I would just go home and sit by myself and watch Netflix and, you know, eat a salad or something, go to bed. And, you know, I was lonely. Yeah. But now I'm I'm happy, and I think it makes me a better worker. It definitely makes me more open and like excited. Fuck yeah! And definitely more sexual. Like the more you get, the more you want. So <laughs> I'm insatiable. <laughs> Fuck Benefit yeah. for everyone. <laughs> Before we get out of here, any relationship advice? We got the advice to give to the people. Wow! <laughs> relationship advice. Be true to yourself, at least. Yeah, you know, I was kind of vibing on that own on on that as well. Is just that so pe so many people spend so much time trying to like project the sort of sexual identity that they want to have rather than the one that actually makes them happy. And you know, it's it you see it throughout you know the whole gamut and spectrum of of sexual discourse is people falling for uh, identity traps where you're just putting yourself in a box because you want to project a particular kind of identity. So, you know, I think that the best thing that you can do is to, you know, sort of check your ego and follow your bliss. God damn. They say, quote unquote, and I'm native, so I can say this, your vibe attracts your tribe. So, I mean, you can't put the vibe out there and expect to like not, I mean, if you put out an authentic one, you'll obviously draw in the people who are meant to be around you. Yeah. And I mean, you can have romantic relationships in any way that you want to. And I mean, if you're a homebody, just say it. Like, you'll find someone who likes to sit at home with you and the cat and some Lean Cuisine. Yeah. Or if you're a party girl, don't try to suppress that. Like, if you're a hot girl having a hot girl summer, like, you need to find somebody who can keep up. Yeah. And if you like material things, you like living in a shiny place, be with someone who likes those same things. If they don't, if that stuff doesn't matter to them, don't push it on them. No, yeah. but Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, right? So when you jump out of one identity trap into another identity mm -hmm. trap, expecting to not bring your same like damage and issues with you, you're living in denial. So I think everybody's got to be woke to their damage because that makes them a more complete lover. God. Absolutely. This is, y'all dropping just gems. <laughs> this is beautiful. Well, hopefully other people will see that like they don't have to to be so lonely or so isolated and if they want to be then that's totally fine too yeah i mean i've spent many many years just hanging out by myself and i mean it seems like a lonely and depressing lifestyle if other people are making it feel that way to you but if you're like this is what i like i just want somebody to come over a couple times a week that i can grow old with and never speak to yeah this is great for me like yeah. i live 200 something miles apart right 
from you? <laughs> no. It's How like far? 140. <laughs> 140 miles. That's an area. And we see each other when we see each other, and we love it. We keep up when we want to, and some days I don't hear from him or he doesn't hear from me, but I don't feel like I'm loved any less. Yeah. So, I mean, this works for me. Okay. Other people might want to move in together or never at all. And I don't feel (laughs) like the love that she offers to other people diminishes anything that we have between between us. I don't feel that like love and affection is a finite quantity whereby, you know, by by spending it on someone it makes it unavailable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that uh I I sort of honor the the infinite capacity of your ability to care about other people. Oh, I got so much love to give. I'm a cancer. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so many feelings. So much love. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Alexis, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all coming to the podcast. It's great. Hell yeah. I'm so happy to be here, man. Like Fuck yeah. 50 episodes, dude. That's <laughs> what? banging. Thanks for having Fuck us on, this, this has been awesome. This Fuck is one yeah. of my favorite shows, and you're one of my favorite people, so much success to you. Thank you. Kudos. Hope your creative process is gonna keep on keeping on. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. I'm Rooting excited for, for the future. I'm excited for the future. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck this yeah. Is the best. Before we get out of here, you wanna plug your uh, where can the people find you online? Uh you'll have to go to my Twitter right now. I'm your GF Alexis R and the link in my bio has everywhere you can find me on the web. Fuck and yeah. That will include my new space whenever I move away from OnlyFans in the future, I'm sure. But yeah. All my videos, pictures. Fun your, stuff. Your GF Alexis R on Twitter? Yep. And if you go to my website, I do have a spot on there where you can find all the podcast episodes I've been in. Ooh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you coming up. This has been great. Fuck, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. Listeners, we'll see you later. Bye. That was my interview with Alexis Reynolds and her boyfriend. Yo, shout out, Alexis. I appreciate y'all coming on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. That was a good time. Listeners, if you have not yet, make sure you follow Alexis on Twitter at YourGFAlexisR. I'll have a link to her Twitter, her OnlyFans, her website, and the Libsyn page from this week, so make sure you check it out. Show her some love. While you are there, we are also on Twitter. We are also on Instagram, at FullServicePod. My personal Instagram and Twitter, at TankFunkadelic. Give me a follow. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button. You'll be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. Usually Monday at midnight, but sometimes it'll be like 8 o'clock and I'm like, release the episodes. You'll be alerted as soon as that happens. (laughs) If you could give us a 5-star review, 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would truly be amazing. Like I said before, I'll love you forever. The love will not stop. thanks for being here this has been episode 50 if you want to be on the podcast if you want to hear anything talked about on the podcast if you just want to write into the podcast let us know what you think fullservicepod at gmail.com merch we got merch stickers magnets check us out on instagram dm us email us i got you i'm gonna stop talking i feel like yeah, we'll be back next week i got an episode is it gonna be a solo is it gonna be probably a solo episode but who knows at this point i'm just <laughs> we winging shit out here it's, it's a good time but uh, i appreciate y'all listening episode 50 couldn't couldn't have made it without uh without the people listening without all the guests so fucking thank you And I'll see you next week. Later. Full service.